your identity, your purpose, your destiny. Remember, your strength comes from your yieldedness to the process and journey. I don't know that God is necessarily concerned about making us happy. I think he's more concerned about making us holy. It's never God that's questionable. It's always our obedience. Welcome to Becoming Whole, the podcast dedicated to shining light on things in the character to help you become better, stronger, and more aware of who you are and who you are called to be. And now, here's your host, Daria Elizabeth. The truth, the truth, the truth. Let's talk about the truth. John chapter 8, verse 32, well, 31, let's look at it. It says, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you see the connection between knowing the truth, continuing in the truth, and then becoming free? What happens a lot of times is that we get the truth, we hear the truth, we don't continue in the truth, and then we're not free. And then we wonder why we're not free. The formula is laid out right there. You will know the truth, continue in the truth, and then it will make you free. And that's the posture that our hearts need to have every day with every piece of revelatory knowledge and wisdom that the Spirit of God gives to us. Know the truth, walk in it, and then become free. See, the enemy has a strategic plan to, to, to stop us at every point of that strategy I just said. Knowing, doing, and then becoming free. At the knowledge point, he wants to stop us by us falling asleep when we try to pray. Us, the phone rings um, when we try to read the word. So he has, he sends attacks or, or launches these arrows at us in order to attack us at the knowledge point, the first point. Because if you don't know the truth, that's step number one in becoming free. And if I can keep you back from the truth, you will remain in bondage and operate in a lie for as long as you live. And that is the number one point and posture of the enemy. Let me distract them. Let me keep them held back. Let me blind their minds and blind their eyes and blind their visions from hearing the truth. And then when I can keep them back from hearing the truth, they will remain in bondage. But what God does is that he sends voices to you. He'll send people. He'll send dreams. He's given you his word. He will send pastors. He'll send preachers. He'll send prophets. He'll send, he'll send evangelists. He will give you visions. He will, he will send even a little dog <laughs> to come, to come bark at you on the side of the road, <laughs> like cross the street here. God will send knowledge. He will send you insight. So what the enemy does is he, he sends all of these or he launches all of these initial attacks at the knowledge point so that you cannot even gain the knowledge to move forward. And if he can't attack you there, he'll attack you at the second point in this formula, the doing part. Remember what I said the formula is. You will know the truth, 
then continue in the truth and then it will make you free. So if he can't get you at the knowledge point, he will get you at the doing point. So now how does he do that? Through, through your emotions, through your feelings. God is like, get up and pray. You're like, mm, give me like two minutes, Lord. I'm tired. God is like, go read the word. Spend some time in the word. You're like, um, I need to make a phone call. Um, I'll do it after I pay this bill. The enemy attacks us not just at the knowledge point, meaning not just when, when we have to receive the knowledge, but at the doing point when we actually have to do what is right. And, and that is where I would say he launches his major attacks against believers, not necessarily at the knowledge point. I think he launches his attack at unbelievers at the knowledge point, but at believers, he launches it at the doing point because he knows that you are only as effective as what you actually do, not who you say you are. He knows you are only effective at the things you actually do, not just who you say you are. And so what the devil wants is a lot of believers walking around here saying one thing, but being somebody else. Hypocrites in disguise, telling people to do X, Y, and Z, and can't even walk out half of what they're telling others to do because they haven't accomplished it themselves. The devil relishes in the fact that people, he loves when people can say a million things, but not even do half of it. And that's where the war is for believers. That's where the attack is. That's where he launches his, I'm talking about them dynamite missiles on the doing point. God tells you to go on a fast and you're like, mm, but Krispy Kreme has the red, the red light on. It says hot and fresh. <laughs> God tells you to go on a fast, but you smell some chicken in the oven. <laughs> God tells you to go on a fast, but your neighbor just invited you to a cookout. And you know there's going to be some grilled steak with the, uh, the chimichurri sauce on it. <laughs> God tells you to, you know, the thing about God is that he has the blimp view. We only have the crowd view. We can only see so far. We don't necessarily have, you know, the, the 2010 vision in the spirit that we need to because of the flesh. And, 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 it de and your vision or your clarity in the spirit to see things clearly, de that is how much you give up the flesh. That is what determines how clearly in the spirit you can see. So whether your vision is 2020 or 2010 or 2200 or 22,000, that all hinges back on how much you are willing to give up the flesh and give up yourself. And that is the second point in this formula, the doing point. A lot of times we have problems because we are not willing to give it up. We love things too much. We love life too much. We love ourselves too much. If God tells you, you get into an argument and God tells you, just be quiet. Don't say nothing. Don't just be quiet. And you're like, no, nah, I need to give them a piece of my mind. Holy ghost. They need to hear what I got to say because they hurt me. So they need to, we love ourselves too much and we honor ourselves too much above the word. God almighty himself 
values peace. We don't always value peace. We value our opinion. God Almighty himself honors relationships. He honors solace. He honors where there is unity. We don't always honor that. We prefer to be heard. And so many times in the doing process, the second point of this formula, remember we have the knowledge, you will know the truth, continue in the truth and then you'll be free. That second point, that doing point where the enemy fights us is giving up self because he knows he'll win. Well, not in every case when we yield to the spirit, but he knows that that is one of the hardest things. Why? Because you trust yourself. You love yourself. You value the things that you have to say sometimes above others to the point of putting others down sometimes, to the point of usurping yourself above others, to the point of, of uh, making sure that your voice is heard. When Christ called us as believers to do one thing, he said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself take up your cross and follow me this thing is a journey it's a process but you cannot be on the journey or the process if you are not willing to give up some of the things that you want to do for what God is telling you to do because I'm telling you that's where the transformation comes in look at Jonah when Jonah was running from the Lord it's not until he decided to give up his own thoughts and give up his own desires and his own ways. It's not until he was willing to give up that God was able to accomplish, fully accomplish what he wanted to in his life. Same with Moses, same with Abraham. It's not until we are willing to lay our lives down, same with Esther. You know, Esther's like, should I fast? I don't know what to do. Like, what I do? And Mordecai had to come to her and say, look, even if you don't do this, God Almighty will raise up deliverance from another place and space. So don't be deceived. And then he said, who knows if you were sent to the kingdom for such a time as this to stand in the gap for the Jews. And so just a sidebar here, sometimes God will put us in spaces and in places where we are called to stand in the gap and because of what our eyes see and because of what is in our environment and what we're around, we give up or because of what our eyes are telling us, we give up. But God is not, you know, I'll never forget a minister said to me, you know, Daria, walk by faith, not by sight. Because again, that's the playground of the enemy emotions that's the playground of the enemy walking by sight because a lot of times what the enemy will do is he will stir up your sight and make you believe a whole bunch of stuff but God is not in any of that he's not in any of it remember that prophet who there was a storm and lightning and thunder and earthquake and all these things and God wasn't in any of it and then there was a still small voice and God was in that and the devil is masterful 
He's masterful at stirring up our emotions. He's masterful at stirring up our, uh, you know, we didn't get our way and this should have gone that way and, and, and that's not fair and holding records of wrong and demanding our way, all these things. He's masterful at causing us to value ourselves above the word masterful. And if you do, you will fail miserably at the second point in the formula, which is the doing point. We were called and made to live a life of sacrifice. That's the only real way that men know that you are a believer. How else will you do it when the word of God says in Matthew 5, love your enemies? That has to be a life of sacrifice. How else will you do it when Christ said a soft answer turns away wrath? When you're in a full-blown argument, when a clean cuts somebody out, but the Holy Spirit comes up and says a soft answer turns away anger. That's a life of sacrifice when you can do that soft answer. And so it's in that second point in the formula, the doing element, the, the continuing element, where the enemy fights us tooth and nail and the key point to that is, if you die to self, you can do. If you die to self, you can continue in the truth. There comes a time as believers when all of us must walk up that hill. Every single one of us have to go to Golgotha, have to go to Calvary. Every single believer must die to self in order for you to come up rising in the newness of life and receive the fullness of what God has for you and see the victory in your life and in the lives of others. Because you knowing the truth is one thing, but you doing the truth is something totally different. And watch this. The first point of the formula does not save people. The second point does. When you know the truth, that's fabulous. When you do the truth, you save others and you save yourself. And so what God is interested in is the salvation of your soul and the salvation of others. So my encouragement today is this, monitor your doing point, monitor how selfless or selfish you are. Monitor the knowledge that you're taking in and make sure that you are getting everything you need to get from the Lord to be better, to do better, to walk stronger, to execute all of the things he has called you to in this earth. And then you'll become free. You will know the truth, continue in the truth, and then you'll be free. Be encouraged today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of Becoming Whole. Tune in next time for Becoming Whole. And remember, the world needs you.